What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Middle cough! Hey, behave! All right, the Packers just scored on their first drive. We decided to go ahead and start the podcast. Probably you think the Niners have a chance, guy? You think they got a chance? I'm thinking 34 to 10 will be the score with three and a half minutes left, and uh, some guy from a directional school will come into the game for the Packers. <laughs> okay. Uh, Billy Boyle, senior? Billy Boyle. Yeah, you did say in the uh, pregame stream tonight on uh, Periscope and YouTube that uh, you thought if the Packers scored on that, we actually, this is the game is ending right now. But you said you thought if the Packers scored on the first drive, that was, that was bad news, John. And yeah. uh, we got some good looks at that. Devontae's elbow. That was a sweet play. He deserved a touchdown on that. He's good, guy. He's good. He's talented, I've, I've, uh, I've read. He's having, I think he leads the league in touchdowns. This is eighth. Maybe him or DK. Probably near the, near the top. I know DK had two last week, so he went to seven. Devontae had three. I think he was at four, so he was at seven. But then he had one night, so that's eight. Hard to, and it's yeah, like newsflash guy. You need good wide receivers to help your team to, score touchdowns. DK and uh, <laughs> I'm just they're showing some DK stats. DK and uh, Devante playing the Niners. It's like if you had like Poppy and Mark McGuire do a home run derby and just like let's see how many touchdowns these guys can get. Well, and they're like, who do you want to cover him? Well, we got this guy named Emmanuel Mosley, who not bad, but he's an undrafted free agent. Hey, Emmanuel. Remember when we signed you as an undrafted free agent and your agent probably lied to you and said you had a good chance to make the team and then you not only didn't make the team, you are on a practice squad for a while, but Richard Sherman started telling everyone you're actually pretty good because he saw you in practice. Then we eventually saw you on the, you know, come up to the big club and you made the team. Then you started, and then you were the starter in the Super Bowl, but ultimately you're just kind of limited and you kind of gave up the biggest play in the Super Bowl that led to us losing the Super Bowl, but you've done a valiant, you know, I give you credit this year, keep your head high, you play hard. You have no business covering these guys. And I like... I, I, I stride for stride on that first Devontae Adams touchdown. I res- Well, Devontae's not that fast. I, I respect I undrafted free there. agents that are that good. He He's... PBU guy, on the second possession. He's he's a good player. But he's just... You're at a huge disadvantage in the National 
football league. In our in our league, in this league, John, in our yeah, in league, when league, we talk you about have, you know games in our league, yeah, when you go up against DK, when you go up against Devonte, you need a dude. Yeah, yep. And even that might not. Yeah, I'm a Devonte uh, stand though. I root for him. Uh, podcast brought to you by Ease. dot com. Promo code ham for 20 bucks off an order of $50 or more or ham 10 for uh, returning users get 10%. I need some right now. Ease.com. I, uh, I think I'm out. E-A-Z-E.com. Go to the website. E-A-Z-E.com. Go to the website. Promo code ham. $20 off a purchase of uh, $50 or more. Do it now. Pre-rolls, edibles, vapes, topicals. Also, ham 10 for our returning users. Get yourself a little 10% hit discount. How do you beat it, guy? I, I'll tell you. You don't. Uh, yeah, man. You can get the uh, blueberry muffin base camp. Maybe get the uh, uh, grape pie base camp. The flour. You want the vape the vape cartridges? Do you think Kyle's going to need some of that tonight? Uh, the, the all-in-one vape, maybe? A little soul berry, cloud berry? Oh. Uh, the best blaze for your buck. 21 or over. You get verified online in minutes. You start... You just start scrolling, man. You start scrolling. They open at <laughs> 8 a.m. Pacific. You can just... Got Roll these things out. called websites. You just type in ease.com and you like you said, you start looking around. Hold on. I was just making up a new, I just came up with a new slogan. They open up at 8 a.m. Roll out of bed and roll up some ease. Some <laughs> not bad. Ease.com, promo code ham. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. We appreciate the support. Absolutely. And and by the way, speaking of rolling out of bed, John, sleepnumber.com slash ham right now go to sleepnumber.com slash ham and uh we've got veterans day coming up so we got the veterans day sale coming up right yep uh discover the the sleep number 360 smart bed for game changing sleep during the veterans day sale save one thousand dollars on special edition smart bed now 17.99 plus there are also exclusive offers for military members guy the key to life is good sleep when you get a good night's sleep, and that's what Sleep Number provides, a good night's sleep, you have the bed, I have the bed. It helps when you have a consistent sleep routine. It helps when you know you keep your bedroom a little cool, 65, 67 degrees, nice and chilly, and you get a great night's sleep, and then you know what you do. If you're a podcaster, you wake up, you start podcasting. If you're an insurance salesman, you wake up and you start selling insurance because you wake up well-rested, probably get a little little bite to eat unless you skip it and you're a... Uh, you know, you like to fast, but you just get a great night's sleep. You get up, you hit the ground running, and you go dominate. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Again, the Veterans Day sale. You save $1,000 on a special edition smart bed. Now $1,799 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash ham. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of... The NFL and Haberman and Milkoff. That's right. 49ers demolished by the Green Bay Packers on Thursday Night Football, John. It was uh, a night that began with the possibility of Kyle Shanahan doing something spectacular. And after watching this game, it occurs to me that if he had pulled it off, it would have been more spectacular than I realized. This what, was, did Earl uh, Wood, what did Earl Woods once say to Tiger? Let the legend grow. Whispered it in yes. his ear during the U.S. Amateur. Didn't a uh, broadcaster once say on uh, on reality TV, or not reality TV, what is it? Yeah. Uh, I always reality say... Reality TV? It, no, a virtual reality. Virtual reality. The Intel <laughs> VR broadcast of Tigers winning the Tour Championship. You always brought, you, you'd been bringing that story up to me for years, and so 
That was my call of Tiger's first win, John. It's probably in the Golf Hall of Fame. The one thing Tiger consistently did is he did let the legend grow because he always won. Uh, broken legs, broken knees, bad backs, crazy things going on in his personal life. This would have been the equivalent of probably Tiger beating Rocco, 08, Torrey Pines. Remember, shattered ACL, bad Achilles. That go to play, did that go to a playoff hole? Yeah, well, playoff hole, U.S. Open, you play 18 holes the next day. Oh, that's right. (laughs) So he hits the putt on 18, then he had to play him 18 holes the next day. The difference is Tiger, like we look back, he was playing Rocco Mediate. It's not like, you know, he ran into Phil or he ran into Nick Faldo in his prime. The 49ers did run into Aaron Rodgers, who I wouldn't say he's in his prime anymore, but like the tail end of his prime that against the Niners tonight, you know, he fucking looked pretty unreal. Devontae Adams, one of the best wide... They, they, they demolished him, guy. This was... I, I'd say by the end of the first quarter, I knew the Niners were in major trouble. And then I, one thing we've learned, Nick Mullins just isn't that good. Like, he's just he's just not very good. Is, is that is that a fair statement? Just not a very yeah, good player? Yeah, and, and I think... For, 20, for NFL standards, like, he's he's going to have a six, seven-year no, 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 NFL absolutely. career. Absolutely. Nothing but respect. But, but I think, you know, your, your backup quarterback doesn't have to be able to win you seven games, right? I mean, that'd be great. That's a high-end backup. Ideally, your backup... Not ide- ideally, he can win you seven games. But the reality is... But that usually, does mean your starter's out for a long time, which is not good. No, no, right? no. I'm just, Yeah, yeah. 100%. I'm just saying, most backups... The standard for most backups is if I need you in a pinch, can I trust you to run my offense and win a football game? And I think we've seen that Nick Mullins in a pinch can be trusted to run the offense and win a football game. The problem is now when he's in a game like this, Thursday night football, which probably going to be required that you make a play or two. Against a, good, uh, against a playoff team. He, we consistently see him make plays that actually make it harder for them to win. Interceptable passes. Now, I, he was under a lot of NFL term duress. Uh, early His in pick the game tonight too. wasn't as bad as the ones in the Eagles game. I no, 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 that it was, was bad, not. But it, it, no, but he almost threw a pick the next possession that was very bad. Right on well, the I, on the read. I'd say he did throw a pick. Savage dropped it. I mean, he hit him in stride, and he was going. He wasn't going to the house, guy. He might have ran straight up the road to your house. <laughs> he, he, there wasn't a fan up, in up sight. The There's no traffic in Corona. Savage would have just ran right out the stadium. He was gone. And I think he Forrest knew it, Gump and style. he dropped it. Just a Forrest Gump right. interception? I, I had forgotten about that. That pass was infinity times worse than the one where you're getting crushed. It, it was, was Eagles game level bad. Yeah, it was bad. It was, it was actually similar. Like, he's sitting right there. Yeah. What's he looking at? Yeah. Aikman said, I don't understand sometimes how quarterbacks just don't look and throw it. Now, I did. it crossed my mind, like, let's check the tape on Aikman. He never made a mistake like that, but <laughs> man's a Hall of Famer. Who am I? Um, I would not say that to his face. Um, he's big, too. I know. But, like, to me, this game had so many things early because what we talked about was this is kind of a Kyle Shant. Let's just see what Kyle's got. And I think Aikman was – he made a great point. He's like, I got the sense, or maybe Buck said this, early that Kyle Shanahan wouldn't want to be in this situation, but since he's in it, he kind of relishes the challenge. And I was like, yeah, yeah, the, here comes the challenge. And we realized pretty quickly the challenge was a little too much. Here are some of the things that happened in the first half when they were down 21-3 to at halftime. River Craycraft drops a touchdown that would have tied the game at seven early. Great, great throw by Mullins. I didn't know where, where he was throwing the ball. Great throw. I was and he and he hung into the pocket and it wasn't great. Not throw. not to be quote unquote homer or anything. I because I believe I think the rule should be you catch it, you both feet come in, and you have control. It's immediately a touchdown. It's for all parties. 
Yeah, I was. I'm okay with. I've always felt like. Remember, somebody said this to me the other day. They're like, "Remember those three years where no one knew what a catch was, and now we all just know what a catch is." Like, yeah, that one to me, like you should, you should survive the ground if you're. Would going that, to would the that have been a touchdown in college or same rule in college? So the rule is, if you're going to, if he had been upright running and then falls on the bop, fine. Or if you have yeah. time to take a step, that's what Pereira was explaining. But you're, if you're going to the ground in the process of the catch, you have to survive falling to the ground. So yeah. even Craycraft, when he got up, his teammates are hitting him on the shoulder. The big fox grab. He knew, he knew it wasn't like yeah. yeah. Then they've got... <laughs> Guy, that was a shot. Hmm? That was well, a actually, shot. It might not be a shot. He might get more snaps. Who knows? Then they've got... Then uh, Jamichael Hasty gets a big first down run early. And I, it's definitely in the field goal range. Might be into the red zone. And it comes back because Richie James is holding, bear-hugging. So now a first and 10 becomes a second and 16, and then it becomes a third and 16, and then Mullins throws the pick, and now it's 14 to three. Well, you, you know why Richie James has the bear hug guy? Because he's five foot four, well, 100 pounds. Like, well, who's he going to block? The, these, the yak bros ain't on the field, although Richie <laughs> had a good game. Then you get the third and five on the goal line, the Jason Verrett PI. Then you get the Contavious Street, 12 men on the field, also on a third and five. Then you get the Richie James at the end of the half. Again, at that point, it's 21 to three, but uh, he drops the ball. And uh, thankfully for them, the Packers didn't score again. But the point is, we saw the lack of starters on the field for the 49ers. It was apparent very early in all these situations. Although the Jason Verrett one, I he's a starter, obviously, and I didn't think that was pass interference. Can I give you two names? Because I'm going to give them a little bit of a pass on offense, right? Mullen stinks. Jimmy's hurt. Kittle's long gone. Lose your left tackle. You're playing with River. Creek. Oh, you're right. That's a great call. The the school early, it was clear there was a factor. <laughs> Major uh, that factor. That guy, Zadarius Smith, decent player. On the pick, actually. <laughs> let's look at the defense. And let's go with the defensive line. I get Nick Bosa. I saw a video of him rehabbing. It's a little hard to watch. You got a cane. I was like, God, I feel bad. It's It's a tough watch. Mm. They still have a $17 million defensive line, Eric Armstead, which I was fine with them paying. They let Buckner go. But he does not make $4 million. I got a text mid-game from a buddy that's like, have you noticed Eric Armstead in the last month? Like, even I get, we understand Bosa's gone. You should be able to make a couple plays. I didn't even notice him the last couple weeks. He makes $17 million. Here's another guy. I give him a little bit of a pass because he's a rookie and he's raw. He was the 14th overall pick. If I told you, okay, your defensive line has some solid guys. It also includes a $17 million player and the 14th pick in the draft. You'd be like, oh, it should be pretty serviceable. I think the defensive line kind of stinks now. And especially today, because you text me like, you know, a quarter through the game. Like, God, they're getting shoved around. And the Packers were a little bit too. The one thing on both sides, and the Packers aren't a great run defense, and if it wasn't for Fred Warner, they would have ran for 7 million yards. Fred Warner's incredible, but that's a good example. Like, I noticed Fred, you can't miss Fred Warner. Like, where is Eric Armstead? And even worse, like, where is Kinlaw? He's a rookie. See, I don't think that's worse. I think. It's not worse, but it's like, how do I not even know? It's worse in the sense of, how do I not notice the 14th pick in the draft ever? That's not great. Like, I think Eric Armstead has just kind of turned into Eric Armstead again. Kinlaw, it's like, okay, guys, I mean, this it, it, he's not the second round. He's the 14th but pick I in the I understand, draft. but I would also say, like, 
based on his position, tackle. based on his position, and he he was brought here to, hey, you got don't worry, you got Eric Armstead, you got Nick Bosa, your job is just well, you'll be good, you'll be fine. To me, it's the it's part of the reason Armstead got paid is because DeForest Buckner's on another team, right? Like you were trading DeForest Buckner because you had to, but you didn't have to pay Eric Armstead. Well, they liked Eric Armstead because last year he was awesome. And I was fine with it. I'm just saying, like, you agree Eric Armstead's had a season for seventeen million dollars that feels a little underwhelming. Yeah, I, at, I would agree with that. And I like think Fred, like Fred Warner's, I don't notice him complaining about anything, just kicking ass, taking names. I would agree with even it, Jimmy even, Ward's flying around hitting people. And I think like, some, where is Eric Armstead? Yeah, well, I mean, part I think this is a big part of the Bosa effect, which tells you more about Bosa than it does anybody else. Well, the but, problem then is, guy, if you pay an individual, and I'm against doing this, who is very dependent on others, that can be a problem, right? Yeah, I think the I think pro Armstead people would say he's he's at, he's forced to kind of pass rush out of position. This is he's more of an interior pass rusher. Now we have to move him outside and right like I. But I'm with you. You pay 17 million dollars. These sorts of things should not. But is he supposed to be like a versatile chess piece? I understand. Yeah, <laughs> I mean six foot. It's not like he's 340. Like, well, what is Greg? What does our friend to? Greg Papa said for years? But again, like he was players good don't last change year. when you pay him. I know. Maybe they do. You maybe they do. Maybe they do, or or maybe it's just he's a fantastic player in the right spot. But I so want he needs my two, he needs two other Pro Bowls next to him to justify seventeen million. That's a bad signing. It might you be because here's what I know about Buckner. Buckner goes to a team you wouldn't be able, and neither would I, to be able to name that many Colts defensive linemen, and he is a lock Pro Bowler this year. Like he is. I mean, they got Justin Houston, but he's way old. Like he's he's the best player on their team. So it's just like. I understand, and I supported the move. I still kind of do. Well, <laughs> yeah, hard. I mean, look, hindsight's going to be easy, right? You'd be like, well, get rid of D4 to Quan Alexander and Eric and give me Buckner, and we'll do that deal, right? That'll be easy to do when Quan Alexander and D4 are Well, Quan's already not on the team. And when D4's not. Because D4's, I mean, uh, Buckner's making, what, 21? But at million? the end of the day, they're allocating the resources. Like, the cap is the cap, and they're allocating $17 million of 200. You know, 17 of 200 is you know, 8%, like he, he, that's a big chunk of change for one individual. And they're just not even getting close to what, like, can you just make some plays? Like Fred Warner's making a million bucks. He makes every fucking play on the field. So it's like, but, but I, I'm not have no problem paying Fred Warner. Cause he can play on bad teams. He can play on great teams. He can play on good defenses, bad defenses. Eric Armstead's just, he, he got exposed this year. I, I think that's fair to say. And maybe when Bosa comes back and if Kinlaw's better, he can be better. But it, one thing's clear is like you overpaid him. He, he's not. He is paid like an all pro, right? And he's not one. Yeah, or I. That might even be like let's just say like a Pro Bowler. He ain't seven the Pro Bowl. To me, an all pro like an all pro is like there's a handful of them. Like is he one of the top ten players at his position? You go nope. Financially or just yeah, f- financially for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Talking just I'm, I'm saying just being paid like that. Yeah. Richie James did have more receiving yards than Devontae Adams, so he won that head-to-head. Yeah, good job there. 20 yards a catch for Richie James. Nine for 184 touch. Devontae Adams had one touchdown. I swear I saw him catch three touchdowns. Yeah, I'm taking nothing away from Richie James. I I just, I'm not a big garbage time yard guy in the NFL. Well, this is a classic box score game for Mullins. Well, wouldn't. I would say about the majority of the second half felt a lot of times in the NFL, fourth quarters can be garbage time. This was longer in the fourth quarter garbage time, right? 
This had about mid-third well, way, what, mid-third so quarter, garbage I, time. We started talking at the beginning of the fourth quarter. At the beginning of the fourth quarter, Devontae Adams had more total offense than the 49ers. Yeah. I garbage look up, time was in full swing by then. I look up. Mullins has 291. Devontae has 173. So the fourth quarter, yeah, it was it was on for the Niners offense. 17 points, believe it or not. Um, but again, I go back to like we talked before the game, how many points wins the game? I said 24, clearly wrong. But I do think like 24, 20, you said 28, like that would have won. They just made so many mistakes early that they could not afford to make. Drop touchdowns and repeated penalties in terrible spots. Now, whatever. We really argued about whether they could have won this no, game. No, but, but, here, but here's team. what they could not have done, guy. They could not have, if the game, if the Packers only scored 20, the 49ers weren't going to get close to that if the Packers were trying. I, they, they couldn't have done that. Like, they ended yeah, up scoring no, 17 no, no. points. I'm not saying they, they were, I'm not gonna, I'm not saying they were going to win the game. I'm just saying this should, to me, it, it should have been like a 14 to 10 game at half, not, not should have. Because of how there are... When you put players out there wearing the same uniform, the guys they're replacing wear, sometimes it can look like a play here or a play there, and the gap is so much bigger. But I'm just saying it's pretty easy to identify four plays in the first half where the margins didn't go your way because you had a guy who probably wouldn't have been on the field otherwise on the field trying to make a play, and you just you can't overcome that. That's kind of the big-picture thing here is you just can't overcome those things, yeah, I mean, uh, especially against a good wouldn't team. wouldn't even have been on the team. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, but anyway, Devontae's a baller. 10 for 173, 12 targets. How about the yeah, whatever. I'm not gonna go play by play in yeah, this game. I'm, I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> but we thought it was gonna take a miracle. Uh we thought maybe they could pull it off, but they could not have pulled this one off, even if they had made all those plays, which I think is the point you're just making, and you're right. Well, what a bad uh, the best I'll finish this part of the conversation with this i saw biederman tweet like you guys were mad something like you you we missed out on the preseason well here comes the preseason essentially saying this is going to look like a preseason game and yeah he was correct i i don't do i don't do preseason football so it's like that's why watching this game was like oh this was tough it was rough big picture here's where things stand for the 49ers after losing to the packers on thursday night football they are now four and five uh that's last place the nfc west uh, that means all those teams have playoff position above them. We know that the NFC East is going to get a team into the playoffs. We know the Packers are six and five. We know the Bucks are six and two. Those are divisional winners. You'd have to say at this point, your other three wild card teams are going to come f- from the group of Saints, Cardinals, Rams, Bears. Those are your four, five win teams at this point, battling for four. Uh, I'd sh- I'd short the Bears and take the other three. We'll get to the Bears, my lock of the week later. Um, so, and you know, you've also got uh, a late push coming from your Detroit Lions. Uh, no. So, what do we make big picture now? Where the 49ers sit at four and five with the Saints coming up next? Yeah, I think Jim Moore's dad said it best. Like the playoff talk's dead. Uh, they play the Saints, the Rams on the road the next two weeks, and then the Bills. Like they're just not winning one of those games. If Nick Mullins is the quarterback of those three games, they're not winning any one of those three games. At Saints, at Rams, what's the line next against the Saints with Nick Mullins? Ten points? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I saw Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders are back practicing, but Alvin Kamara may not be. I mean, if you had took all three of those guys away, it's a single-digit line. You know, 
without a crowd, I'm going to say like nine and a half. At the Rams, if they're healthy against mm-hmm. Mullins. Yeah, six and a half, seven. Oh, I'll, I'll fucking half. hammer the Rams. I mean, yeah. Nick Mullins against those guys. I, I know. They, the Rams have been bad. You've you've beaten them once. Um, but, guy, we saw the quarterback tonight. He's no, terrible. I, I understand. I, 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 I like watched just, him. I'm just saying, I, I just can't see them being repeatedly double-digit dogs, especially to the Rams, but... Maybe yeah, I, half, I just but. yeah, to, but I mean, do you think the f- score is close? Like in these games with Nick Mullins against these teams, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if one of these games is close. Yeah, that's just been Kyle's mo. Kyle just finds ways. Not that they're, I'm not saying they're going to win any of these games, but yeah, I mean, it'll help. Obviously, they're missing Ayuk and Debo, and those guys help a tremendous amount. But I, I just I watch Nick Mullins. I just have no faith of him playing the quarterback position, even if you do have a lot better talent, because we saw against the Eagles. When they did have a lot more talent around him with Kittle, with Ayuk, uh, it's just very difficult. He's just, and at the end of the day, well, there's some balls that he just throws to not your guy. Yeah, we just talk about this nonstop. It's a coaching and quarterback league. I have a bunch of faith in the head coach. I have on a one to ten scale after watching this game, and just now we've seen two starts from this player. I would put Nick Mullen going up against a good team, like you play the Washington. Football team, like, okay. You you play the Rams or the Saints s- scale that he's just going to be serviceable enough for you to win. Like, right, just play like a game where just keep you in it. One to ten, I, I'd be at like a two, and that's high-end, guy. I just, that that to me, it's just that simple. Like, we, we know the blueprint for the sport is the quarterback, which is crazy because we were like crushing Jimmy. And I think it shows you how quickly – and listen, Hurt Jimmy is terrible, too. Like, he's not a very good... Hurt Jimmy is not a good... Player. Hurt Jimmy's better than that. That's why I said this week, I'd take Hurt Jimmy over Mullins. Not Hurt limping, limping Jimmy, but like what we had starting the <laughs> Seattle game, without without even... I wouldn't blink. I would yeah, take that guy. I, I, I would tend to agree. <laughs> it's hard, because I get Jimmy all convoluted in my I know, head, like I know. Jimmy's but every time you watch Mullins, Jimmy starts feeling better. It, it, it does really put in the light just how much better... Jimmy, there's a reason Jimmy Garoppolo, even if he's not, okay, he's not a top 10 quarterback, still a top 20 quarterback. A top 20 quarterback is better than a backup who probably is a fringe backup. So that means what yeah, is Mullen somewhere between 50 and 70? Like there's that gap right between, okay, everyone's shitting on the Jimmies and the cars and those type guys between like 15 and 25. The guy at 55 can't hold his jock, right? Can't even. Chase Daniels, well, look, those type players. Look what's happened at the Cowboys, right? They've gone from, okay, Dak, is Dak good enough? And then you get to Dalton, you're like, oh, I wish we had Dak. And then you get to Danucci, and you're like, <laughs> Cooper Rush? Yeah, it, it, it snowballs fast. Yeah. It's, I, it's sometimes true. I wonder, and it doesn't matter, like, is Mullins a lock to keep starting? Like, does CJ get the next start? You know, they're at that point now. The, think, unfortunately, right? there's like enough games left where you, if you went to CJ, then you'd, who you just go back to Mullins? You might. I mean, I can't well, yeah, imagine. Yeah, th- th- none of that matters, right? Like, who cares? Like, does he lose in the locker room? No, no, no. no, no. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, there's enough games left here where if you're gonna go to CJ, you're gonna need to go to another guy, and that's just gonna be Mullins again. Well, I'm not saying don't do you, it. I'm just saying looking back, looking back last year when Breeze went down, and I, I I thought this, I'm like, oh, the Saints are screwed. And you know what it turns out? Is Teddy a top? 15 quarterback? No, but he's somewhere between 25 and 15. It's like he comes in, they he's start a starter. winning, and you watch him this year, like, oh, you know, Teddy's not terrible. And, and the different, the gap between Teddy Bridgewater and Nick Mullins, they, they have nothing in common. Like, nothing. Right? I mean, they just, 
and I and once upon a time I thought Nick was decent, but it's you can never judge a quarterback. Here, here's one, the other thing I've learned is in lost seasons when you're like one in ten and a guy just has a good start, it doesn't mean anything, right? It 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 really doesn't. And I think sometimes, and maybe I put I I had a higher thought of Nick Mullins than based on like those that previous work in garbage time, the ACL season. It doesn't matter. Like tonight mattered, right? It mattered for the Packers to try to win this game. They were gonna, you were getting, a, you were playing a real football game, not necessarily like you were missing guys because of Corona. So it's not totally real, but just in terms of the importance to the other team, they were gonna attack. They had just lost. They're the technically the one seed right now. They were gonna approach it like a playoff. They were gonna come, and you were gonna get their full swing. And Nick Mullins got smothered. And it's not all his fault. He's missing some players or whatever. But it's just like. You don't even belong on the field. I, I think even when even you go though he ends and, up throwing for three hundred, but it's a, the most garbage time yards ever. Well, like to your point, an example would be if you go back at uh, I guess it was twenty eighteen. If we go back and look at all the starts, he lost most of them. But then you'll see, like, oh, look at the Seattle game. He protected the football, threw for the mid two hundreds. Maybe it was two seventy, one touchdown, no picks. Like if you could just do that. But quarterback play, a lot like life is about can you show up every day and do it? Can you do it game after game after game? It's easy to be a good partner. It's easy to be a good friend. It's easy to be for a day. It's easy to be reliable as a friend for a day. Someone says, can you pick me up today? I'm like, yeah, I got you. What about when they call you tomorrow? What about when they call you the next day? What about when they call well, you the next day? Okay, can you get a car? Get, get a, a car. <laughs> right? But it's easy to be consistent. You, you, need, you need a ride? <laughs> if you're only being asked to be consistent every once in a while, well, it's easy because that's not actually being consistent. So when you look at a guy with eight starts and he wins two and you go, oh, look at the way he played in those two wins. It's like, well, yeah, but the other six, that's how shit usually works. It's it's hard. It's hard to be consistent. That is the job is doing it every single day. That's part of the job is the repetitiveness of the job. Like if you F-16 fighter pilots only had to fly once every three months. It'd probably be easy. But what about when they got to fly on no sleep repeatedly over and over and over? What's the seal? The thing the SEALs always say is like, you don't know when you're going to go, but you always have to be ready to go. So you're just constantly doing, I can't even imagine the stuff they do, right? Waking up at 3 a.m. and carrying packs nine miles through the forest. But part of what they're training is just the focus, the focus to be able to repeat in adverse situations, these performances and quarterback play is congrats well, if on I t- a if good I told you this, if I told you this, they had had Trent Williams, George Kittle, Brandon, Ayuk, Debo Samuel tonight. I'd be like, they have a dramatically better ch- and Mozart. Maybe Mozart changes it because they could just run it nonstop. It changes it. But I, one thing we've seen is eventually, and we always see this, the a- NFC championship game is such just an outlier football game an important game, playoff or non-playoff, where you can win a game and throw eight attempts. Even, I'd say an outlier football game was last week, Kirk Cousins. I remember you telling me, if you check the box score, he was like 11 of 14. I'd say any number in the NFL under like 20 attempts. Is that fair? Like 20 attempts? Especially in 2020 is a pretty big outlier what game. Was, what was Tua's final number? He, he, even he was like 12 of 22 or something. Yeah. Like, you're just eventually going to throw... Because you're just getting so many second and longs. Like, you just start passing two downs, right? It just adds up. When you have passing attempts, 
in the low teens. Like, that's not normal, let alone Jim. Jimmy's NFC Championship game is an all-time outlier. I bet statistically, for the next 30 years of our, 40 years of our life, it'll be a statistical outlier. So eventually, even when you have talent around you, you're going to have to attempt passes. And one thing you see, and I think Jimmy falls under this category, the more you attempt, the more likely something weird can happen. Well, Mullins, who's way worse, and I I got the feel like you watch this game tonight and you start looking at the schedule, you go, you just easy to fall behind. You can't fall behind with Nick Mullins. You have no shot. And that Eagles game, like, boom, what happened? The moment they fell behind, next play a pick. Because when you fall behind, you're kind of on the defensive in football. Unless you're good, right? Rodgers doesn't freak. Even though technically I heard Colin say a stat, they've never come back with Aaron Rodgers, like trailing in the fourth quarter. Some weird stat. Now that doesn't even sound, it sounds unbelievable saying it out loud. But it was Mm. a stat like, oh my God. But like with Brady, those in a game, you know, you get down a touchdown, you get down two touchdowns, you're never worried with the top. Even with Jimmy and when the team was good, you're like, you know, they can come back. They proved it last year. Nick Mullins, you know, it's not possible. And that's the problem. Like looking at the schedule the next three weeks, you go, they probably, I mean, realistically in all three games, probably two of the three of them, they're going to get behind a touchdown plus. And it's just going to be very, very difficult. And their defense isn't really taking the ball away. Well, their defense is clearly not as good. And their weapons, even if IU can Debo come back, like missing Kittle, missing Mozart. Yeah. It's not to, to it's answer just, your. I think what you were gonna say. Are they six I, and Are they six and ten team? Well, yeah, they'll be. F- if they look good in a couple of their next three games, then they might be favored in two games at this point, right? The Washington they game have, and they the got four Cowboy wins. game. Yeah, it's, it, I, I now think it's I do. Fair Kyle to say, does just tend to sneakily do something, and who knows at the end of the year. Uh, I guess they play Arizona and Seattle. Those teams probably will be – Arizona certainly will need to win late. Seattle probably will need to win late. Week well, 17, yeah. they may not need need to. but I, I would say every game beside week 17, that Seattle game, who knows, right? They, they might have the division. That Cardinal game, though, when you're just in the wild card, you're fighting for an extra position, they're going to need to win that game, right? Because they're going to be yep, a nine, absolutely. 10, eight win team. Absolutely. The Bills, Rams, Saints, all three of those are must win games. And Washington Cowboys, who even cares? But like, who knows? Like Mullins, I, I just, when you roll out Mullins, even as these guys come back, Debo, Kendrick Bourne, you could never feel good about it going into a game, whether no. you're playing the Washington football team or whether you're playing Breeze and Peyton or McVeigh, right? That's what I think really came to light tonight. Even. The scores actually makes the game look way closer than it was. I think everyone listening that watched it knows it wasn't. When the game, when you really watch the game, like, okay, this is an NFL game in the first half, you just, God, we don't really have a chance. And that's what you just start looking at the schedule. You're like, God, that's it's going to be tough. Even, even Kyle, who's really good. I think you're seeing it with Belichick, right? We saw it once the Niners, who were healthy at the time, played Belichick. You're like, he can have great game plans. I, I just I don't think he has enough bullets in the gun to like hang with most. There's teams. only so many personnel hits you can take and still give yourself a shot, right? Yeah, because and it just turns out, and we talked about this when the schedule came out. This was the stretch, right? Rams yep. to the Rams to basically the Rams because we thought the Patriots were going to be good. But even if we okay, let's just kick those two out because they won those. This stretch: Seattle, Packers, Saints. Rams and the Bills because they were a playoff team. We're like that stretch is going to be tough, right? And then they look good early too, and we just know they have a high end. Like you can fall behind big to them, and then it's curtains. 
Um, yeah, it's clear. Like going six man- and ten, it wouldn't be the worst thing if you think about it. If you're going to go six and ten or eight and eight, just because the draft pick dramatically different. You know, and you're not making the playoffs at eight and eight this year. We don't think, even with the no. extra playoff spot in the NFC. I think because the, your division's so good with the Rams and the Cardinals, I don't even think it's an option. Do you? If you just factor in like the Saints are good enough to get to nine, and the Rams and Cardinals are just going to be win more games than you because they're healthier. Yep, you're screwed. Yep. Yeah. But I, I I do think the shittier they are, and we'll just talk about this more and more, the more Jimmy status becomes less a lock and more just up in the air, maybe is around, right? It does save him. You're saying if the quarterbacks, the other... I'm just saying, let's say they go 6-10 and 10 and Mullins and CJ are just god-awful, that's a good thing for Jimmy. Why? Because that, that changes the conversation in a personnel department and with the coach like it's you kind of realize how much better this guy how easy it is to just end up with Mullins and CJ I know well you know the equivalent of like Ryan Fitzpatrick and your second round Mac Jones for sure both those guys suck it also makes it easier to draft a guy though if you're six and ten but yeah it's why I, I always defer to but if you draft a guy Jimmy's probably on the team too I just always defer to quarterback in limbo, probably return. It's just hard to replace quarterbacks when you have a guy that you know is above. I would Jimmy's above average when you have a guy that you know is above average, right? Not average like 15 or better. I just mean like what you I, usually find. Yeah. So that's a, yeah, you, you're probably right about that. But you know what, Jim? Do you know what Jimmy Garoppolo's stats are this year? Uh, you're chuckling, so it makes me think they're really good. Well, I was laughing just because I was thinking to the top of my head. I'm like, well, I've played him a bunch of fantasy. He's never thrown me a touchdown. The last couple games, he's no touchdowns. We had two really good games, right? Yeah, he he had seven touchdowns, five picks. So Wait, that's his overall numbers are seven touchdowns, five picks? I was expecting it to be like four touchdowns, nine picks. That's why I started laughing. Because I played the three, the twice I played him in fantasy, it was like negative points. So I just assumed all of his games. But he did throw the three touchdowns against the Rams. You know, I, I guess. I remember that game. Yeah. I remember that game well enough not to be fooled by the box score. All right. Whatever comes will come. We will battle because that's the only choice you have. Yeah. Draft Kings. I, we still have a couple more spots as of late Thursday in the Ham Draft Kings game. Even if you get to our Sunday NFL game, sign up with the code Ham. Sign up at Draft Kings with the code Ham, John. Even if you get to our game and you don't get in, or if you do get in, get in the Haberman and Middlecoff DraftKings League because you know what's coming next week. We are less than a week away. From Hello, the, friends. From the first tee shot. Who's going to hit the ceremonial first tee shot, you think? Mm. Gary Player and... Yeah, Jack. Jack. Brian Gary. Yeah. I mean, by... Next Fall, uh, Mickelson in that group, or <laughs> is he still in the tournament? A <laughs> couple days away from the par three thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, if, if Tiger just wanted to do that and take the tournament off and hold off till April, I'd be cool with it. Uh, I, I don't think Phil or Tiger are making the cut, but you're right. Getting the weekend's DraftKings game, uh, football, we're going to have a big Masters game. And, yeah, just download the DraftKings app. Love DraftKings. Stock's on fire. Promo code HAM. When you download the app, it's it's on fire because it's sweet. And eventually gambling is going to be legal out west, and we'll gamble there too. But right now we're playing fantasy. Love the fantasy. DraftKings, get on it. Do it now. You you uh, have a remarkable stat going right now in the DraftKings League. I don't like it. You, did you see that graphic? Why? That Fox it, put up? I refuse to look. 
Uh, so Middlecoff is somehow 11th overall in the league in points out of hundreds of people. 11th in points. Like the only one in the top 20 that's in the top 20 without having finished in the money once. I've never how, seen anything like mo- it. How, how much money do you have in your account right now? Uh, like seven hundred and thirty draft dollars, real American that, dollars. That, that, that pisses me <laughs> off. <sighs> so, I'm gonna win the Masters. I, I I'm tell I keep telling you, it's ba- something's bound to break your way. I already kind of ha- I already kind of have my squad in my head. Well, maybe this is it. What a winner would be. Yeah, because we're gonna go big in this game. Twenty bucks a person, 150 people. So it'd be. I like it. This is a sweet game. Raiders, Chargers. Raiders just come off the Browns win. Feeling pretty good about themselves, like you said last week, or at the beginning of this week, bullied the Browns. We know who the best team for the next decade in the AFC West is, right? The question is, who's the second best team going to be? The Broncos? No. I would I would put them fourth right now. Oh, I thought you meant they were the team for the next decade. <laughs> I'm going no on the Broncos, John. That'd be the Chiefs. There's some late money coming in on Drew Locke. Could be a good player, but I'm going to go no. Uh Raiders Chargers, man. Somehow the Chargers are two and five, but they they got this Burrow and Herbert just have this thing where I don't know how many games they're going to win, but they're just going to give their team a shot a lot. And this is a game where this is a team that even if the Raiders are firing on all cylinders offensively, the Chargers can hang right with them from an explosive play standpoint. Yeah, I mean, it's better actually from an explosive. Little bizarre to you that they're a pick 'em in LA. Now, I guess the Raiders coming off a big win on the road, in the cold. They're probably more suited to play indoors. Herbert and that offense should be licking their chops against this defense, right? They've been lighting up. We talked about that record. Four straight games, the three-plus touchdowns in the game. Like, Herbert's just been on fire. I think he's he's really taken, like, the football community, like people in the league, just like fans of other teams, players in the league of, like, this guy's good. And it's not one of those like, God, this guy can make a play. It was like, Jesus. Like, ultimate respect. Like, no, no one's joking or being sarcastic about it. It feels very genuine. Every person that says it, whether it's a former coach on TV, whether it's a player in the league, whether it's just like you run into some guy, they're like, God damn, Justin Herbert's good. You know like, it's fun. very, which is cool. It doesn't happen that often. Because I, for let's say Burrow, for example, he was the number one pick in the draft. We watched him be historic, and it's just like, God, he's as good as we thought he would be. People did not think Justin Herbert was going to be this good, and he's just been unreal. And now he gets his first chance at the team that, like, this game's been kind of weird, I'd say, over the last five, six years since me and you have been really locked in Chargers-Raiders. A huge part of that is Rivers, right? I mean, he's he's had great games against him. He's had bad games against him. Remember last year they had that that Thursday night game where he had, like, 17 attempts and they never got a first down because like multiple PIs on that final drive. I've never seen anything like it. It just, it was time for a change. I actually think that the Raiders would pay to see Phillip Rivers this week and not Justin yeah. Herbert, right? Yeah. Against their DBs. And by the way, to the point on Herbert that you made, you're so right. It's funny, man. For four years, it was like, does Herbert have the personality to lead? He's kind of a quiet guy. You know, how is that going to play in an NFL locker room? The second you become good in the NFL, People love that about you. It makes it easy for people. Whereas like Baker coming out, everyone's like, well, I don't know. Is he kind of a jerk? But boy, his teammates love him. He's a leader. Then the second you're not good, it's the first thing people pile on with you, right? Herbert now is a pro. 
if you show you're good enough, no one cares that he's not, I don't even know what. He looks like he's in it to me. You know what I'm saying? Like that thing, that was a whole thing in college for four years. Like, what's he going to be like in an NFL locker room? Guess what NFL players love the most? You'd know better than me. If the quarterback's really good, that's what they love the most. If the guys can play, not if the guy can give a good speech. Well, I think it's a double whammy with them, right? You get drafted six overall. So the target's on your back with your teammates. You, you just automatically start making good cash. You walk in there as kind of the golden child in the sense of, they just took a top six pick on you at quarterback. That means you're the franchise. I mean, once upon a time, Rex called Sanchez Sanchez, and everyone made fun of it, but Rex, I mean, it's, it's not wrong, right? I mean, he was wrong on the player, but you draft a guy, this guy's going to be our franchise quarterback. Same with Tua, same with Burrow, same with Josh Allen, same with Sam Darnold, same with Baker Mayfield. When you get drafted this high, that's just part of the deal. But you get judged really harshly and sometimes unfairly. But like Baker Mayfield takes a lot of heat. A huge part of that is not Baker's personality. He was the number one overall pick in the draft. Like part of the reason like Goff and Wentz get, they were yeah, first yeah. Now well, what I'm saying, paid. well, I'm just saying like when you said the league is just really enjoying Herbert's success, I'm saying I think part of that is because of, it's not just that he looks sweet. I think part of it's like who he seems like he is, right? Whereas, whereas Baker, the second he's not, I think his personality is part of the reason it's easy to jump on him. Well, once you're good, then you kind of, then you get judged as the package deal. And Herbert, I think, immediately is like, God, everyone likes this guy. He's pretty quiet. Like, Lamar's a good example of Lamar is impossible not to root for when you hear him talk. He always takes responsibility in an authentic way. These guys snap. Yeah, he's like, I, yeah, I sucked. I mean, I need to beat these guys. Like, I, I need to figure it out or we need to get him the ball. Or he never, it's like, God, this guy really handles the stuff. And that's the one thing. Herbert did get the kind of the write up, kind of like Mariota, right? Too quiet. Is he too nice of a guy? What's his personality? The problem for Mariota, everyone loved him. He just sucked. It was about the quality of player. Yeah. I mean, it's like Lamar's been a fine leader. Why? Because he's good enough. Yeah. Like, you don't need to be hooting and hollering like Baker Mayfield's not good enough. He never shuts up. Justin Herbert, though, I just don't remember. A pop like even Wentz that rookie year, you saw moments he wasn't this good as a rookie. Because remember, you and I immediately kind of defended. I'm like, oh my god, have you seen Wentz? It was a, it had moments like this. Herbert's just been consistently better. I think the best argument against Herbert's success is just well, you, you can't possibly keep this up. Like Which that's is, the, that's the best argument. It's well, like well, to me, if you're a Raiders, you hope you get like because he's a rookie. The thing what's got you got to be kicking yourself if you're the Chargers. You've lost three of these last four games with him kicking ass. So it's like he's bound. Good court. Aaron Rodgers has down games. Like he and they might come this week. So you got you didn't take advantage. Like you got to win three or four of those games, not right. lose three or four right. of those games. That's where if you're the Raiders, whatever is kind of throwing them off, you got to take advantage and just hope he has kind of his rookie letdown. But this gets back to. I'm going to use the golf analogy. Like when Colin Morikawa won the PGA Championship, he won it fair and square, but like he was a rookie at a major, no fans. Like there was not no place for, you know, asses to get tight. In these games, like there's going to be no fan. Now, part of it's the Chargers. They probably be a Raider home game, even if there were fans. That's a good but point, like, actually. You, I think it's, it's easier for Herbert, just it's somewhat. It's an NFL game, but it is scrimmage. There's no one there. 
So I actually like if he might not have these bad games in a lot of these environments just because the pressure of playing a team and the blitzes and the game plan is still the same, but there is something to be like when the place is really loud or maybe when people start booing you, it's never been easier to be a young player right now. It's my, it's my pushback on like, listen, I respect the shit out of what all these guys are doing in all these sports. We know how great they all are. You've played pickup basketball, you watch the bubble. You're like, but it's easier. It, it just is. And that's a scary thing for the Raiders who are like still on the outside looking in, your defense isn't that talented. Like this guy, no one's going to be booing him. No one's going to be cheering. It's just you versus him in an empty and s- palace. And specifically, they do not hit the quarterback. They don't even get near the quarterback. They don't. The, Ra- the Raiders' defense, right? Yeah. Um, they are twenty nine. Was it Max Crosby? The, like, wasn't he better than Nick Bosa? That's what Twitter told me. They hit the quarterback ten percent of the pass rushes. John dead last in the league. Not better than Nick Bosa. No. Yeah, the, you know the problem is, it's just like, well, we just no. You actually invested a lot. You've drafted several guys really high. Like they have done it right in theory, right? Top five pick, drafted guys in second in the third round. They've just missed on them all. Missed on them all. That's what's crazy. The only guy who's semi good is Max Crosby, who's a fourth round pick. Like when you draft guys really high, this is where it does hurt you. When you just completely whiff. Like, you don't even have, like, uh, I'm just using this guy because I remember on Monday night, like a JPP. Like, JPP, hand-blown-off version. He's not, like, some all-pro guy, but you watch JPP, you're like, JPP's a really, really good player. Like, they don't even just have, like, you know what Cleveland Farrell is? Uh, uh, he'll probably never make a pro ball, but he's a really good player, and we love him on our team. Like, he's not he's like, can we replace him? <laughs> you can't because you drafted him fourth. And that's where Herbert, like, I don't know, I... If I was betting on this game, I'd probably pick the Chargers just because, I mean, the Chargers defense crumbles. That would be the one thing you'd say. Like I, in big I, mo- I couldn't bet on the Chargers. I couldn't bet on this game because I, I could see the Raiders winning by 10. I could see the Chargers up 10 and then getting close. <laughs> but I could you bet on this game? Like would, You were pretty confident on the Raiders last week. I, I'm not no, as confident. No, I'm not confident this week. That, that whole thing last week was about the Browns. Yeah. Now I know what Justin Herbert's high end is. And I know if the if his team doesn't blow it, he can, you know. Now the the other part of it, just from a the Raiders need to keep getting get in shootouts for the Raiders. They haven't been in one for a while. When they have, it, it's gotten away from them. And I don't think the Chargers mind getting into a shootout. The Raiders, it's clear the Raiders want to muddy up a game, run it down your throat. They don't want to try to get into these 30 point scoring matches because their defense they are more likely to lose that way yeah. than they are just hitting you in the mouth, run it down your throat, control the clock, keep Herbert off the field. Right? I, I do feel like the Raiders are a little bit of value. Just I don't think the Chargers are soft like I think the Browns are, but I they're just they're they're a two win team. Like they can't finish games. So yeah, I mean Gruden's better than Lynn. Yeah, I'm just saying. Right? Like so, the Raiders being a pick them. The here, Raiders have an identity. The, is the, value. the Chargers just like yeah, you're right. The but, Raiders are the better team. Yeah. But yeah. I don't like the matchup for them. Plus, I wouldn't want to root against Herbert. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's too much fun. But here's the other thing. And we've talked about this multiple times, right? The Raiders win a big game. They have to keep winning. Like, now, the one thing that helps them this week, the Ravens and the Colts play each other. So when we start talking about the playoff picture, Buffalo's a six-win team. Pittsburgh's at seven. Tennessee is at five. So is Indy. Uh, and then Kansas City's at seven. The Ravens, but, the Ravens are at five. but let's say even the Ravens lose this game to the Colts. 
they're not going. They're just they're going to win too many. No, games. no, exactly. Well, that's the that would be the like the Ravens. You want we know the Ravens to beat the you Colts. want the Ravens to beat the Colts, right? But you still got the Browns to deal with because even though you beat them, they're a five win team. You're a four win team. Who do the Brownies got this week? Uh, Maybe they're on a bye. bye. Okay, that's they they play the Texans next then. Gotcha. Um, but you you have to keep. I was this like, is damn, the, the Texans games. play the Jags and the Browns same week. No wonder they're losing so many. Maybe they go two and zero. Uh, but you just gotta you got it from the Raiders' perspective now. You just gotta keep winning. You gotta keep winning because this the AFC is trying to it's the AFC is trying to run away the, from the, you. The, the the one thing I saw last week after you brought it to light and you hammered it, you're like, I love the Raiders in this game. The Browns are not a lock to win nine games. They're just not I don't buttoned think, up enough. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they, the, if you told me the Browns end up seven and nine, like I do think that's, and I, I think, I think you do too. I like Kevin Stefanski. I think he'll be solid, but that place gets cold. Baker Mayfield's not a cold weather quarterback. I have, I have more faith the Browns disappearing and the Raiders just staying afloat and the Colts and the Ravens staying in there. So the Browns would be the team to probably get out and the Raiders. The Raiders are probably facing the Browns for that spot. Not the Colts or the Ravens, right? And at the end, they'll play the same number of games. They haven't yet, but after the bye week, they will. And then the Raiders will have that tiebreaker. So I think they're in good... I would put them in the playoffs. Because to me, like the Texans-Browns in a week, I, I can't just... Browns are winning, you know? I mean, they should, but it doesn't mean they will. Like, Yeah. And it's kind of the Raiders, and that's why they're it's kind true. of similar. Like, the Raiders can just... And this is what they did last year. Remember, they were 6-4, and four, and then boom, they lost to the... Jets and then they lost to the Jags and they lost to the Chiefs and all of a sudden you're like, damn, they're seven and nine. Like how'd that happen? Because it happens. You're not good enough. They're in that weird spot. Like their team has clearly improved a lot, but because of some bad drafting, they're still in this no man's land where they can upset the Chiefs, who are the Super Bowl champs and the best team in the league. But they could also just lose to the Chargers or the Broncos, and that's where I think the next two weeks are going to be really big. Like, can the Raiders just take care of business? Because the Chargers are kind of, for as great as the Herbert story is, and you and I love talking about them, and so does the league, his team, they, they just lose all the time. You know? Like, you you can't just, this team that loses all the time shouldn't beat you. Well, if they do, now they're only one game worse than you, and does that mean, are they starting to now actually win the games instead of just be competitive, and are they going to finish second place in the AFC West? Well, but, but one team, I, I know you're hating on the Broncos, they play the Falcons this week. What if they beat the Falcons, and all of a sudden they're 4-4? Four and no, four, you're right. Like they're, they wouldn't look at the Raiders as some like we're, we're the shittier team here. Like Mm-mm. they are four and four. No, I'm not saying they're, those are. That wins. might be my lock of the week. I love the Broncos against the Falcons. I don't know about you. John, time for lock of the week. Brought to you by BuyBookie.ag. Promo code Ham One. Um, now you, first of all, you had a lock of the season. You were going to go Cal uh, twenty-five to one to win the Pac-12, and their game got canceled. Which you know still might not be a bad bet. Actually, you were doing the math. It, well, especially with the quarantine thing, they're not able to play next week. Do they only have to win? Yeah, four see, out that's of five where games? it gets tough. I don't know if you can win the division playing like four games, but if everyone else plays six before the championship game, but yeah, what if you run the table? Yeah, I mean, you beat Oregon, you you'll still play them. Beat Stanford, yeah. I think win loss record is just head to head and. I have not seen a minimum number on the Pac-12. I should know the answer to that. But is the Pac-12 championship game a fluid date, or is that a set date in stone? It's December nineteenth. But I believe. do you think it's somewhat fluid? Uh, I don't think it's fluid. No. So they do they have a buffer week before that or no? No, 
There's no bye weeks. This is they gotta squeeze them in. This is what happened when they waited. So yep. they are as there. There's no makeup games nope. for Cal. Mm-mm. So right now they're only playing five games. Right now they're playing six. I I wouldn't. Oh well, like five before the championship week. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I I would move them to Humboldt State if, and play next week. But right now they are uh, adhering to the rules of the city of Berkeley. So. Yeah. So I I uh, I've yanked. I'm just I, for Justin too Wilcox. much unknown. I, Washington I Cal that. was such a great game. I know. Sucks. For people that don't know, their game got canceled. They had one positive COVID test. City of Berkeley requires 14-day quarantine on the uh, uh, contact tracing. Everyone that they've had to remove from contact tracing is tested negative, but uh, they don't have enough scholarship. I've heard offensive linemen to play the game Saturday night, so that's why they're not playing the game To Saturday me, night. what seems crazy is Berkeley give the football team these rules because most businesses, like, you wouldn't have to report a, a corona positive to the city of Berkeley, and you wouldn't have the yeah, power I, to have contact I, I'm not. This has to be a football-only thing. Well, I think like. they, football had to get exceptions in order to practice beyond like the five, the groups of the cohorts of five. So I think this yeah. is probably a part of that. Um, Which Stanford clearly didn't quite have to be that extreme, even though Santa Clara County I thought was the most extreme. Well, it turns out Berkeley is more extreme than Santa Clara. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know exactly what the difference is between I the do two know of them that are, I but... felt good about my bet and now I don't. Uh so well, you had another lock, didn't you? Oh, was it ASU plus ten? Is that what you really liked? At ten and a half, last I saw. Okay. I mean I ten and a half guy, Arizona State, m- most of the uh Pac twelve might rain. I saw it might rain in LA too, which should only help. Seriously? What's supposed to be a freezing cold weekend? Have you seen the cold storm coming in? No. I, well, I guess for you in the city, it's always cold, but for us, no, it was in incredible. Burbs, it gets today. hot. It was in the 70s. It was? Uh, yeah, it was shorts and short sleeves today. Yeah, it's supposed to be like it's high as 60 tomorrow. Really? Yeah, so Can I, I got Arizona rain? State 10 and a half. Can I get a little right? No, I cannot. Um, I got sun and uh, 60. Who cares? Okay, sorry. Uh, and then you said, what was the, what did you just say you liked? The, the Broncos, Falcons? I don't hate that. Broncos getting four at Atlanta, but that's not my, my lock of the week would be the Giants against the Washington football team, two and a half. I just, the Giants have been Giants really minus well. two and a half. Giants plus two and what? a half. Yeah. Open at three. It's already down to two and a half. I like that. Um, my lock of I do the think week. The, I do think they're coming off a bye, Washington. I don't know. I mean, I don't watch Washington play, but <laughs> I assume I haven't seen him play in like three weeks. Uh, you notice him? Do you ever see him? No. Only when it's yeah. Alex Smith or Ron Rivera update. Yeah, I, I never. I, I don't. I don't think I've seen him in a month on television. Seriously, a play. Chase. Like, well, is Chase uh, Young still out? Yeah, maybe that's part of it. I get some of his like on my Twitter timeline, like a highlight of him making some cool play. I thought. Uh, I, I thought. Is he back? Was he gone? Sorry, some yeah, Washington well, I fans. I think they've listening. had a buy. To me, whether he, he's irrelevant to me. Maybe he's been playing. But like you said, yeah. I haven't really been paying attention. I don't, I don't to that. know, but have they? I mean, if you told me they played three games all season, <laughs> I believe you. So I actually uh, early Thursday I bet this, so I have to make it my lock of the week. Tennessee minus six and a half against the Bears. Um, the uh, the Bears, I was scared off by the Bears for a while because I I kept saying bet against the Bears, and they kept finding ways to win or cover. Uh, and I, as a personal rule, do not like the following logic. Well, the Titans are coming off a loss to the Bengals. They're going to be angry. 
I don't like that all the time because to me, you can overthink that where it's like, well, no, they lost a game to the Bengals. Why should I suddenly think they're better because they lost? But um, I do think I think they're a touchdown better than the Bears. So the Titans minus six and a half is my is my lock of the week. Any other considerations? <laughs> Yeah, the Bears had to send everyone home today. That was I a saw, part of it. I, I jumped on it. I did it as see as I that, they, that. that the Bears Twitter account said it's all clear. We can come back to House Hall tomorrow. So they're coming back to all right. tomorrow. That was. Your, um, I'm glad you said that. That was the impetus for me to jump all over. I, I'm biased on this one, but I, I'm afraid to say I think the Bears suck. I uh, just don't think they're any good. I so agree. I, I just I, I, when I bet on a team, which I did last week on the Titans, who I thought was a lock over the Bengals, and then they kind of screw me. I probably should just be unemotional and just look at this game in a vacuum, but I, I can't. I'm pissed at them, so I I don't trust them right now. Weird game, but like their secondary is not very good. But Nick Foles can't really throw, so it's, or move relative yeah, to what they or, need. Or even but, play but I that think well Mitchell's wins the Super Bowl. I think Mitchell got hurt on his one play last week on like a sneak. So <laughs> I don't know, man. Trubisky got hurt. Trubisky's hurt. How about How's that possible? How about Steelers minus fourteen at the Cowboys? How did Trubisky get hurt on one play? Did he play last week? Oh, I did not realize that he played, but he did play. He got a snap and like a sneak or something. <laughs> he got injured. Might be I'm smart sure if you're Mitch, right? I'm not sure if that's. Been I guess reported, they didn't. But. They didn't pick up your fifth year option, so the, there's no that. I was like thinking like this injury guarantee. You remember uh, the, the Steeler Cowboy game? If I would have told you week one. I said, circle this game midway through the season. Cowboys, Mike McCarthy, nothing too. They have some injuries, but nothing too crazy. They're going to be a 14-point underdog at home. You would have said, or even if I wouldn't have described to you anything that's going on with the Cowboys, I said, Mike McCarthy's head coach, week one, in about seven, eight weeks, they're playing the Steelers at Jerry's Palace. They're going to be a double-digit, two-touchdown underdog. You would say, what? I'd be speechless. Like I am looking at their team now, right? I'd say he's getting, you know what I'd say? He's getting fired. You expect him to get fired at this rate? I do. I kind of do too. I I think it's going to be one of those like wow moments when you read the tweet, but it's not really going to be that shocking. It's going to be like, damn, Jerry did it. You know, it's going to be when you're going to see Adam Schefter's tweet and you're going to be like, damn, he pulled the trigger, right? It's not going to be like, holy shit, right? If I just said like, if I told you right now, Jim Harbaugh got fired. If I just told you that, you'd be like, holy shit, right? Even though it's kind of understandable, it'd still be pretty It'd nuts. be pretty holy shit, yeah. Yeah. When Mike McCarthy, because he's not going to, Jim Harbaugh's not going to get fired. Mike McCarthy, honestly, I, I'm, I'd be a little shocked if we don't, like, it doesn't happen like Monday morning. You talking about this week? Well, well, no, like uh, you know, oh, week, week eighteen, whatever, or whatever. week yeah. eighteen. Do you think there will be a leak? I do think Jerry's pretty respectful because they didn't leak anything on Jason Garrett. Will there be something week sixteen or seventeen? Like Cowboys are kind of going back and forth and just having some deep introspection between Jerry and Steven? Or do you think it's all quiet? Uh, to then me, boom. Uh, it's it's all quiet then boom because this thing it's not like you're going to suddenly something's going to happen at the end of the year. I thought week two, if I was Jerry Jones, and I just fired Jason Garrett or parted ways or whatever to hire Mike McCarthy, and I'm in my advanced age, and my team is down twenty to nothing in the first quarter against the Atlanta Falcons, I start thinking to myself, after we scored seventeen, after my offensive guru took a gap year to 
get in the lab and get everything. He was in like, do you remember the uh, the Lonely? What's the the movie the Lonely Island guys do with uh, Andy Samberg? Uh, uh, you know, when he, when pop singer. star. Yeah, doesn't yeah. like go away to like a cabin and like the on like a farm. He's just out there all by himself and they're making music and getting in touch with like after his head got too big and the whole thing blew up yeah. on him. Like that was my the humblest. Yeah. That's right, the humblest. That was McCarthy. And then you roll out with all this prep, like you're ready to go, and you score 17 points and lose to the Rams week one. And then you're getting your they came back and beat the Falcons, but you're getting your ass kicked. I just remember in that moment thinking, if I'm Jerry Jones. I just got beat by the Rams. I scored 17 points. And my guru is down 20 nothing in the first quarter to Atlanta to a coach who should have been fired last year. What, what I think you start thinking, guy, is because forever it's like, in just the history of sports, it's all relative, but the money for these coaches, been for the last 30 years, 20 years, has been a lot. So it's like if you have three or four years remaining on a contract, like you're going to pay this guy to go away. Jerry Jones, like $30 million to pay him to go away or $40 million. You go, well, I'm going to be, I don't have that much longer. The, I don't get to take this with me. Like, I, I have an unlimited amount in the bank right now. What does this money mean to me? Now, the question would be, I would be asking myself, I'm Jerry, is, and I'm already talking to Steven about this, because we went through it last year. We didn't really interview that many people. Remember, we just, like, interviewed Mike, and we're like, oh, he won a Super Bowl, let's hire him. And they didn't get, like, didn't feel like they really chased that many people. Because remember, Jason Garrett survived a little bit longer than we thought. Like, he lasted, like, a week. You, you're still the Dallas Cowboys. I would say your job is way, way less cool than it was last year. Like you had a much better chance of doing some serious A. Because now I think people start going, "Is their team even any good?" <laughs> you know? Because I think last year I thought it was like, God, I, I think McCarthy's well, going to win think, like ten games. Don't you think? Especially if you're a defensive coach, you'd be like, "Look, I can come in and fix this defense, or I'll just get a sweet well, coordinator." He, but he ain't hiring that guy. Look at his, the coaches. No, he well, hires. Whatever. Uh, to get me an offensive coordinator, that's, I, I just think if you're an offense offensive coach, you go, oh, "Fine, whoever. I can do better than Mike Nolan." And with this offense, we I. We could put up points against anybody with this offense. I just need a defense. Yeah, so you think maybe Lincoln Riley would talk to I him this I still think around? it's an attractive job, yeah. If you were him, would you just throw like, hey, Lincoln, you want $100 million? If you went Texas Tech, you're Texas Dallas Cowboys. What does Lincoln say? Yeah, I mean, to me, it's like, it's Lincoln, does he want to win a national championship at Oklahoma? Because he doesn't need to be in a rush. The Cowboy job will be available again for Lincoln Riley. Do you think Lincoln Riley can win a national championship at Oklahoma? Because I've watched this team now a couple times. It's it's very difficult. And the pushback always is the way you have to recruit to win in your own conference, spread it out speed, doesn't then stack up because who does he always see? Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State. Yeah, it's, it just, he gets overwhelmed. It's not, it doesn't, it's like two separate styles. Because now you could say, well, you're telling me if he had like, Four Dante Hightowers or whoever the dudes the Ohio State he wouldn't beat all those teams. I mean, like probably would, uh, but yeah, I I would not rule them out for a national championship. I just think you're around enough, you you can find a way if you're just in the mix enough. Somebody's quarterback gets hurt, or you just you're good enough one day. So, but you do agree it's much harder, I think, than the way it's talked about than it actually is in reality for Lincoln Riley in Oklahoma coming out of the Big 12 to beat the best SEC team, Ohio State, and the way Clemson is built right now. Yeah, It's honestly why Oregon, if they hit, right, or SC in their peak, if they hit with all these sweet players, are more equipped than Oklahoma, right? Yeah. I mean, if you they look just, at Oregon's offensive bigger. line right now, it looks like one that could match up. 
just on paper. Yeah, and well, they went in Auburn and they went toe to toe with them. Yeah, right. Uh, yep, and they replaced all those guys, and all the new guys are bigger. So, because the best Pac-12 teams, which haven't really existed for the most part over the last five or six years, but just in the last 15, 20, have been more equipped than the look of the Big Twelve even, squad. Even though it didn't look that way, Washington kind of was right. They had Vita Vea. Their problem was their their quarterback was like a Nick Mullins relative. It just to that. It, it turned out Jonathan Smith was the best part of that offense of Jake Browning, Dante Pettis, and John Ross. Um, Will Disley on that team? Mm, I, mean, I don't think so. Young. I think he was a little later. Maybe he was a young guy on that team. Good, good UW poll though. Yeah. Well, I just started thinking like, do you, is Jacob Hollister? I just, <laughs> is every guy on Seattle's roster go to UW? Do you know how much a one hundred dollar bet on the Steelers to win pays? I'd bet it's minus twelve hundred. No, it's minus nine forty. So basically, okay. ten plays ten bucks. <laughs> but I mean, it's only Thursday night as we record this. So have the Cowboys named a uh, XFL starter yet? Uh, yeah, it's between Gilbert Cooper Rush or Danucci's cousin. I'm, probably. I'm ready for <laughs> Garrett Gilbert. Man. Did Danucci get cut or did he get hurt? What? I don't even. I just saw like Cooper Rush is up. They just decided he wasn't good enough. I, I really think just looking at the, the schedule of games, I'm much more intrigued by Saturday and really just the two quarterbacks starting with uh, mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1, gamble on these games for sure. But uh, love our friends at mybookie.ag. Masters, again, next week you can already get some odds. Mm. Bryson's, you know, I think you back when we were looking way back in the day, he was like 25 to 1, remember? And mm-hmm. then he got pushed back and, and the odds, and then he won the U.S. Open. Now it's... Because if he were to win this Masters before we get into college football at eight to one, what would his line be for the second Masters? Five to one? Four. Like, let's say honestly he won this. He won this Masters and then wins like another he just two did majors. The, but let's say it looks like the U.S. Open where he wins about like five or six shots. Is he a three to one favorite going into that? Like where he just bombing it over trees and people are like no one's ever done this at the Masters. What was Kepka coming into? Well, I guess it was different, but yeah, last I just. Year. I still think like Kepka never got quite the the Bryson like eight to one is a massive golf favorite, massive. I don't remember since we've been kind of talking gambling, too many single digit favorites. Like a good like the the favorite for most tournaments is ten to one. Like eight to one is they think he's going to win the tournament, and honestly, I do too. But my point is like he wins this. My prediction would be like four to one, April Masters. Like he wins it by three or four shots, and he's just kicking everyone's ass, and he's just flying trees that like Faldo's like, oh my god, Jim, I've never seen anyone do this. It was, they're saying he's like hitting into other fairways and shit. Well, it, it, he's, go, he's going to be the thing that would give a he's lot. He's going to get a lot of television time, guy. Okay? Yeah, well, that's why DraftKings is paying for the hat logo. I think the things that would give people a lot of confidence to bet on him is that he would be basically calling a shot. He'd be saying like, I'm going to play this course differently than anyone's ever played it, and then if he actually follows through with it. It's going to feel like one of the more remarkable well, I, things. I thought about this today because I had kind of had it in my mind made up. I was like, you know what? I feel pretty good about this cow bet. It's still pretty risky, but like, why don't you just throw like three or $400 on it? I'm, I don't really do future bets at all beside golf, which I never really win, but then that's failed. So I had this money I had allocated to like place a wager. And then I started thinking like, should I spread it all around for the Masters? And I looked, I'm like, should I just put like $300 on eight to one? And then if he wins it and I win 2,400, I'm like, no shit, he won it. Like, isn't that the bet? Like kind of the way we thought about lock of the week, just like, isn't that the smart money now? 
Because wouldn't you be shocked if, like, come Saturday, middle of the round, he's not, like, in the mix? Um, look, I think it's the he's smart... Putted, he's putted... One thing I, I heard... I think it's the smart putted bet. like shit there. They don't allow you the putting book. And obviously, his putting book looks like Albert Einstein every course he goes to. So that fucks with him. I think he's the smart bet. I also would not be surprised if he's not. Because I've, I've had him too many times in my DraftKings where I go, and he just looks bad on a given tournament. It just might happen. He puts all this pressure on himself. He's going in with this big plan. A couple things go wrong. Overwhelming, Leo, since we've been playing DraftKings golf, he's been pretty damn good. He has you been. take him most he, weeks. He has he No, no, no. But, but I'm just saying, like, on the day on the tournaments that he blows up, I'm not going like, oh my God, this has never happened before. Like I've seen it. I've seen it happen multiple times this year. But I believe in him. So yes, I think he's if you're gonna bet it, I think he's the good bet. Anyway, promo code ham one mybookie.ag. If you accept the bonus, you'd have to bet the bonus. You can decline the bonus. Uh and we still get credit, which we appreciate that. Okay, now sorry, what you were saying, Friday night we got Zach Wilson. Yeah, to me, I mean, I just think you, we got to just start watching this guy kind of closely. I mean, we got DJ Uyunglele Saturday. We got Davis yeah, Mills I mean, I, Saturday. So sorry, let's start with Friday. I I just think this guy's gotten forty nine er. He's going to be a guy we're going to talk a lot about from now till definitely the draft process. Like he's he's got top ten potential, and the Niners are going to be in the quarterback draft room. You know, in the conversation. Like, as much as I love DJ and I can't wait to watch him play Notre Dame, he'll probably be the number one pick in the draft. Like, he is a college player for the next couple of years. I, I think he's going to get the hype now of, like, it's weird to say this, but, like, remember Hackenberg and Rosen. Now, I think there's much more substance behind him, and he's just going to be – he'll probably just be Trevor Lawrence 2.0. <laughs> like, when Trevor Lawrence, like, this guy's going to go number one, and then he's just going to say, and he'll go number one. That's probably what it's going to be like. Like, the old school, like, when we were in – Feels like he's coming in guys, with more hype than Trevor did too, right? Yeah, big time. I, I feel like the Yogis and the Trent Dilfords really knew this guy, Trevor. I remember him being an Elite 11 guy they talked about, but I don't remember, like, the height – like, Clemson's at the peak of their powers, and they get this guy – and he gets to play when Trevor's still on the team. That kind of builds up the hype. Trevor, I guess he he beat out the one guy that took over for Deshaun. Remember the transfer? Taj but Boyd? But that was like... He replaced him, remember, in a game? No, I think it went Taj. Chase Bryce. Yeah, and then it went Deshaun, and then it went that guy. And this guy replaced him, and Dabo's like... Or maybe Deshaun... Re- anyway, yeah. Well, Deshaun... That, he was Deshaun's backup. Bryce. Yeah, no, you're close. And remember, the guy thought he Chase was Chase Bryce like, was there oh. too, I think. But the guy that replaced Deshaun thought he was just owed it. And I remember Dabo's like, "We love the kid, but uh, we're going with Trevor." And the guy was pissed off. He's like, "I'm getting screwed." And Dabo's like, "Listen, man, you you can be our. You, we don't want you to leave the team." Maybe it and was remember, Chase Bryce like, actually. Eighteen, yeah, twenty eighteen, right? Yeah, and then he went to Vanderbilt or something, Duke, right? Duke, yeah, but I remember Dabo feeling kind of bad, but was like, guys, this is college football here. I mean, this guy's just better, and he was proven right immediately, and he won the national championship. They didn't have to do this. Like, this guy was just going to be the backup, but he's incredible. Like, the thing with Zach Wilson is, I've been getting a lot of texts about him, about, like, you know, you look at the last couple of years, he's been banged up. Like, I just don't get overhyped, and unlike DJ, like, and Trevor, who play Alabama and Ohio State and Notre Dame, like this guy has been playing. He's playing Boise State. That's 
I like Boise State. You like Boise no, State. John, That's the but, biggest game this guy's playing. But the, but see, this is the, like you're right because the first two years he's been a 60, 60 I thought I've talked to somebody the other day who was like, ah, you know, it's fresh. That's what year. it was. He, he hasn't played well against good teams. Yeah, exactly. And I thought as a freshman, it was obvious that he was different because he started as a true freshman and was good and was athletic and made that plays. Was, that was two years ago, right? Twenty eighteen. Last year, he was 11 touchdowns, 9 picks. His freshman year, he was 12 touchdowns, 3 picks, 66%. Say that again, his freshman year? 12 touchdowns, 3 picks, 66%. I don't think he started every game. If I go back, they had – I forget the other guy's name. But his So his junior year was not – I mean, his sophomore his year sophomore was not, year was not good. This year, to this point, they have not played anybody. They beat UT, UTSA by 7, barely. How many, how many touchdowns did he have this year? 19 and 2 picks. And the eye test, it pops. It pops. Now, you're right. Boise's not, but Boise State at home since 2000, which is where this game is on Friday night on the blue turf, is 121 and nine. Boise's 121 and nine. The same quarterback that went out and would they beat Florida State in their bowl last year? Hank Bachmeyer. Like this team, Boise is good. So, to me, this is Zach Wilson's, like, he's got two shots this year plus a bowl game. He's got San Diego State, too. And it may, to well, your like point, if, it may if not I'm, matter. If I'm John Lynch, if I'm all these, I send Adam Peters there. Like, I send people to this game. And, but, like I, but like you said, I'd John, imagine there'll be a decent amount of NFL personnel at this game, if they're allowed. He's clearly athletic. He's 6'3". They listed 6'3". I kind of would have eyeballed him at, like, 6'1 and a half, but 6'3". Um, and he's going to have sweet nut. Like, he's good. It's... He's probably in the first round. Now it's just like, how do well, if to he me looks the que- really good Friday? Well, I think it's pretty established now. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, they're going one two like that. That's just happening. They're going one and number two. I'm not trying to overreact, but what I've seen of this guy, again, bad teams, whatever. Just watching his games on television, and it does feel like he plays on some Friday night games. So I just see him isolated. He looks like a top ten talent. So this is a game where you just like I'm just fascinated. I I think he's a he he no I've been doing this. He's a top ten physical talent. The way he throws the ball, the way he moves. But that last year, like if you said that to a general manager, they're just gonna immediately pull up his fucking sports reference and go, the fuck? Ha- Wait, this guy a one year wonder? What's what's his deal here? Like it, it, he's not playing at you know New Mexico. Like BYU is. Like, that's a real school that produces real players. So you go, well, what's this guy's deal? And then he has this big year. This game, I'm not going to say it's make or break him, but if he goes like four or five touchdowns and just dominates him, I, I just don't see, you would agree, the momentum yeah. of well, him that's what just I'm saying. going really high. 100%. I think you're right. Because like, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields don't need that anymore. No. Like, Justin Fields threw two games, like it's over. He's really good. Yeah, right? Trevor Lawrence could throw no touchdowns, seven picks the rest of the year. Well, Trevor Lawrence doesn't even need to. If Corona for the rest of the year and DJ keeps starting, it's it doesn't matter. I kind of think it's between this guy and this Trey Lance guy, but Trey Lance isn't playing. So this guy, Kevin Clark of the Ringer, interviewed Kevin Colbert, who I think has established himself, even though no one can ever recognize him in the GM picture, the <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers GM. And he gave him a quote like, listen, when all else fails – if a guy opts out or whatever, obviously they're not going to be drafting like the dude uh, from Oregon you know, or Jamar Chase. But if a guy doesn't play this year or a guy does play this year, we're going to take the guy. If all things are equal, we're going to take the guy that does play. 
and we have the evidence this year. It's kind of an old school mentality, but I don't think it's that crazy. Like you would just feel more comfortable doing that. Zach Wilson has a huge, because forever it's Trey Lance, Trey Lance, DJ thought Trey Lance was equally as talented as the other two guys. If this guy balls out, like there is something to be said about the guy playing this year that does resonate with people that coaches and it's not even Trey Lance's fault. Like it wasn't, he had no control of it, but he just got the one game and the game went shitty. And he has a lot of questions that he can't answer until he plays in a game, right? In terms of just him well, as a passer. Wonder, Whereas Zach Wilson, I think you're right. I think if he plays well against Boise, that will answer. Not It doesn't answer everything, but I think that answers a lot because you and I know as longtime Western Athletic Conference uh, aficionados, these, game, like, these games are valued, playing Boise State at Boise State. It's a difficult game to win. It's a difficult game to look good in. So if he looks good in this game, that will mean a lot to me. Well, here's another thing they have going for him, guy. It's kind of crazy. BYU 7-0, Boise State's 2-0. I know. <laughs> Is that if BYU runs the table, they might be just get a really good bowl game. They won't get the college football playoff, but maybe they get like Auburn or I'm just throwing out a random right. team off the top of my head, right? Like uh, Oregon or whatever. And all of a sudden he gets his Boise game and then he gets that game that he can just like solidify. Is it like one, two, four, <laughs> you know? Cause I, I do think, won't there be momentum with BYU if they have like a top 10 quarterback to put them against a cool opponent? Yeah, for, absolutely. The networks would want People it. do watch BYU. Like BYU draws, Literally. right? Yeah. So now there's another guy that Daniel Jeremiah has liked for a while, your boy. He really has not been healthy, but he is prototype. And he's got a huge game on Saturday. Davis Mills, the quarterback at Stanford. I know DJ, I remember months ago, Breer asked him in one of his, one of his MMQBs, like, who's a name not a lot of people are talking about that could be in the first round? And he said Davis Mills, who is just How like... How old is this guy? Uh, it's hard with Stanford. Third, yeah. So I think he's a, I think he's a Stanford senior. So he's probably a fourth-year junior. Gotcha. I'm guessing, because he's been hurt. But he's only played two years. I can never figure out if Stanford's giving me the academic yeah, it's, it's or the it's, athletic. It's, 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 but he's draft. He's I, definitely draft they eligible. Confuse, they confuse us. Um. Uh. So he was the full time starter last year, but he missed. But, he, but yeah, but he got banged up, and he's had injuries in the past. He's got a knee brace, but he's athletic. He's six five, six four. One of the you know big time recruit out of Georgia. He's had some huge games. He plays Oregon on ABC, the Herbie Chris Fowler game on um, Saturday afternoon. Five o'clock. And Oregon, yeah. uh, 4.30? 4.30, yeah. Oregon's defense is stacked. Like, I understand why people Didn't pick. they have a bunch of, did they not have opt-outs? Was that a different team? So they had two guys opted out, yeah. One, they had three guys opt out, one opted back in. Gotcha. Javon Holland is like probably a, I don't know, people think a first or second day NFL safety. Well, o- Oregon has that guy with the crazy last name, the defensive end, that's going to be like a top five pick. So Kayvon like, Thibodeau, what's, who. What's it? Oh, Thibodeau. Thibodeau, yeah. who's like. They put him at defensive end. If they're in a 4-3, they just move him inside. If they're in, Or they put him outside if it's a 3-4. They bump him in, maybe, if it's a 4-3. Was well, he like Chase Young? Like He's the dominant player out west. Well, he was a true freshman, and he led, the fresh, he led all freshmen in sacks. Had seven or something, seven and a half, two and a half. I think what they really liked about him, too, was like he didn't – like they didn't start him from day one, and he was – like he didn't bitch and moan. He wasn't like – he was the number one, I think, defensive player, maybe number one def- overall player in the country. I remember Drew Hill at or at Oklahoma, our guy that hired me at Fresno State. That's now Lincoln Riley's like GM. They wanted him bad. Like I mean, that's, those are the type of programs. That yeah, no, right? he's he's superstar. And then um, is he from the West Coast or the South? Do you know, I think he's from Southern California. 
Okay, yeah, got you. I'll give Mario credit. He fucking recruits the shit out of I'm telling you, California. I think you'll be impressed when you just see the bodies that Oregon has. So I, it would be Stanford's double-digit underdog. Um, if he could look good in this, this, I think Davis Mills is just, my point is, another guy that another guy to watch this week. Well, when I had the two TVs watching the Niner game, and I said Fox Sports 1 on the other one because the, they had the Nevada. Who's Nevada playing? Utah State. Uh, yeah, Utah State. God, Utah State stinks. Yeah. Gary Anderson's got to get that thing going. But they had, like, it was halftime, and clearly they were just hyping up the weekend, and, you know, they have Fox as the Herm Edwards. And I had, the game was on mute, or the TV was on mute, but clearly they kept showing clips, and Herm's really passionate talking about that quarterback, like – his Jaden Daniels, his quarterback. Yes, is that guy taking a big step this year? Like, there are some pretty exciting players out west. You know, is I, that guy a future? Is that guy a future? Again, I, I'm saying this as a compliment, like a poor man's Justin Fields. I mean, he was a true freshman last year, and his offensive line was really bad early. And I think the thing that people loved about him was he didn't make mistakes. Like he made him loves him. He hit explosive plays. He did not do stupid freshman stuff at any point of the year. Utah, he had a really bad game against Utah. Utah shut him down. It was like freezing cold and raining. But um, that game's at 9 a.m., man. SCASU, 9 a.m. kickoff. Well, I saw someone on my timeline today, might have been like Bleacher Report or some like PFF guy, was like, 2022. Is it Cleveland? How do you say it? What's his first name? Cleden? What's Slovis' oh, first Keaton. name? Oh, Keaton. 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 Yeah. Keaton Slovis, number one overall pick. I was like, I watch a lot of Slovis, and I like him, and I think he's an NFL player, but I, that, that feels a little strong. So he's going to have to come back for a senior year for 2022. So he's a junior this year. He's right? a sophomore. Oh, oh, the 22 draft. Oh, after next year. Yeah, sorry, so I'm like sorry. this season, next season, and then go to yeah, go Yeah, that's extremely strong. Is, do you think he's a number one overall player? No. Do you think he's like a – I there think people like, think, I watch him like third, fourth round. Yeah, people think J.T. Daniels is just better. But this guy, this is he's a good air raid quarterback. Oh, people think JT Daniels is a better There's player. There's some people that think JT would have been just as good in the air raid as this guy. Now, I mean, he's like Kurt Warner was like his high school coach. I mean, I, I think he's got some some moxie, you know, got some shit to him. Um, Where was Kurt Warner? What was I watching? Kurt Warner's kid was making a play. I was like, ah, Kurt yeah, kid. I saw that too. Was it Iowa? Was it? it was, I don't. It felt like just. It wasn't like, uh, you know, Ohio State. <laughs> All I remember I was like. hearing it, and then you texted me, Kurt Warner, LOL. But I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I can't Must remember. Must have been a game. big game. It might have been a but it might have been also like a random game. Like Miami versus Duke, and he's a Duke. No, I wasn't watching that. I don't know. Let's see. Yeah, I don't know. But uh um I I, I am really excited to watch Arizona State USC because I was kind of weird. Now I get it. Arizona State wasn't that good last year, technically. But like USC, are they just getting ranked just because they're USC? Like, do they deserve to be preseason ranked even in Corona year? Like Nebraska. Let's pump the brakes. That's what it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, their offense is, you know, like they've got the 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 leading passer returning in the league by far. Uh, well, I guess, yeah, they got the lead. I mean, yeah, I think I understand it. Like their their coordinator's back. ASU has a new coordinator on offense, and they defense. are the heavy. They are the heavy favorites to win the conference. Basically but that's partly just what one. you were saying. Like it's just I think SC, but gets, them them in Oregon, no one's else is close. Uh, they got first. They got both their receivers or first team all league guys. We're preseason all league. See, I, I'd love for one of these teams to be good, and that's who BYU plays in the bowl game. You know, whoever doesn't go to the Rose Bowl, but like the next best team, and that's see like Zach Wilson. Yeah, from a Zach like Wilson that. standpoint, that sucks. If you're Oregon, though, to play Zach Wilson to play BYU, yeah, you want to play. You know, yeah. 
Um, but the problem is BYU will be, I mean, how many more games they got? They've already played seven. I know, it's I mean, incredible. What, I mean, what are they, they going to do? Are they going to wait for all these teams to finish? They should get Every, It's weird seeing all the standings, all the rest. It's week know, 10. One team's played two, one team's played one. Cal won't play for another three weeks. Bama's already got five. Oregon's ranked belt. 14th. <laughs> I mean, uh, like you said, uh, Eddie O better be saving these book receipts because right. he ain't winning anything. Well, if you had soon. to bet right now, does LSU ever get back to a college football playoff? Under Ed Ogeron. Uh, yeah, just I, I would say in our lifetime watching them, they never sniffed a quarterback like that. Like they do get the other positions, but the quarterback changed everything. He is so coordinator dependent. All of his coordinators left. His OC left, I bet his DC him. left, and he crumbled. Like I, I was thinking about this the other day. I don't think Saban gets enough respect. His shittiest years. Like last year, Saban would say. And he has said, our defense was a joke. The year was a disaster. They went 11-2. and two. Like, that was a shit season. You know what they did? They lost to LSU, who ran the table. And they lost a crazy game to Auburn, where they, like, missed some field goals. And, and Mac Jones was keeping them in it. Those are their two losses. A, a, a barn burner to their rival that, like, literally you burn a tree if you lose. It's like the whole state cares about. And they lost to LSU, who just was had a touch from the football guys. Then they beat the shit out of him, and they view that season as bad. That's Saban's bad. Ed might not win four games this year. I, I would like, bet against Nick, them returning to glory. In Nick's worst year, he can't even relate to Eddie O. Remember when we did our ranking? It's like, they really don't have that much in common. Think how many coaches Nick's gone through. Nick had Ed, Ed what was the guy's name? Uh, Aranda and Joe Brady. Nick's had 50 of those Dave, guys. Dave Aranda. Yeah, yeah. They, they both left, and Eddie goes like, oh, I'm screwed. Nick's, Nick loses coaches. He doesn't just lose his coordinators. He loses like seven guys a year. Like Mario. Mario just left him, right? Didn't Mario leave Nick just to go to Oregon as a pay bump? Yeah, but he was like an analyst at Alabama, and he became... Oh, he wasn't the old line coach? No, I don't, I don't think he was. I think he was an analyst. Oh, Nick. because he was like out of work, got fired. And Nick like brought him in, kind of like Sark style, or whatever. But I his think staff so, yeah. was full, so he like has him. I could. That's where Nick is pretty genius. Nick brings these guys in as analysts. So then, was his old line coach leaves, Mario just becomes it. But Mario's also kind of looking around. He's taking off. That, that area is just like uh, it, it's like uh, it's, I was eating dinner with my brother, and he was telling me about this guy who basically runs a uh, hiring firm, like a search firm. He used to work for a big search firm, you know, place people, mm-hmm. whatever was the term. Yeah, headhunter. And then he just went out and did it on his own. I was like, you know, it's kind of crazy. Like, doesn't LinkedIn, why do they even need these stuff anymore? Uh, I told him, like, I, I don't even think those jobs are really going to exist much. They're going to be so digitized. But, like, the one thing, Nick, if you just go to Bama, you are just, everyone's looking at it. Like, who do they got on their staff? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we, we hired this guy? Now, Mario, people knew who he was, but... But part of the sell is you're bringing some of the recipe of you have Nick's Don't you think he kind of did? Like, it wasn't part of his deal with Oregon? Is like he got the blueprint from Bama, well, how they percent how he got one of the major reasons he got the job. Yeah. Changed his life. I mean, how many people... I'd say Saban's changed way more, like... I don't think that's part of his legacy gets talked enough about. How good like his Belichick, tree is. Yeah. It's incredible. And these guys go on and they have success. They're solid hires. Like our buddy, Jim McElwain, who gets viewed as like a failure because of what happened at Florida, even though he went to SEC championship games. Jim McElwain's a good coach. Won at Colorado State. Jim McElwain is He's going to win at Central Michigan. He'll eventually probably get like a Oregon State type job and be solid there. Like if that's like your low end guy, right? 
I mean, he just – it's pretty nuts what Saban does. He just doesn't miss really on coaches, guy. No, I, I – and I think what's impressive, too, it's like it's one thing when your tree is young guys and you just send 30 guys out. He gets guys in that maybe had lost as head coaches. They come back, they work for him, they leave, and then they have more success. Like that, right? I think Mario's a great example. Mario is a good example, although his program at FIU, I think it was FIU, like they started the program. That program was a mess. Mario, I thought, got a bad rap at the time for how bad that program was relative to like they weren't supposed to be good at the time. So what was Mario's? Was he from like the, the U back in the day? Yeah, he played or at the U. Gotcha. And then he coached there. Like when they were good in the late nineties or two thousands, because wasn't he part of as assistant coach? I always thought like a good program. For some reason, I thought he sucked. Well, well he had to have been to get the FIU job, right? So he was yeah, at maybe Miami Florida State. Would Miami? What years? Um, oh four to oh six, Miami. Yeah. Where was he before Rut- that? Rutgers for three years. Shiano. Well, that was oh one to oh three. Yeah, was that Shiano still that that, that probably one? early on? Yeah. So he's a he's an old school tough guy. I like that guy. Yeah. You like him? I do like him. I yeah. I I think to put um, to have a program reflect you as fast as Oregon has just reflected him says a lot about you. I think same thing about Justin Wilcox, right? Like that was Sonny Dykes' program. So those are not Justin Wilcox players. And in a short amount of time, it looks like a defense-first, tough-nosed program. Like that says a lot about Justin Wilcox. I think I heard him the other day. I texted you this. I was like, God, I, Justin Wilcox, is pretty impressive. He was on a KNBR interview. You he, listen to the radio? Uh, I, yeah, it was caught red-handed morning. Yeah, and there's there's nothing. I was just flipping around. The only reason I stayed on it because it was him. Yeah. And I recognized his voice right away. I was like, I want to listen to him. I usually don't. And I, I was thinking, like, if this guy, this is when I was going to place my bet. And I'm like, what if he has success at Cal? Does he leave? He kind of is perfectly situated. I, like, he's not he's not a for every program, but he's a really good coach. Like, he's a specific, like Pat Fitzgerald. Perfect at Northwestern. But Pat Fitzgerald's probably not for everywhere. But he's perfect there. Right? Like, Justin Wilcox probably could just win a bunch of Cal and have a bunch of success and make a lot of money and like it. Think about him. This, he, this year could piss him off, though. Well, it will. Yeah. <laughs> But his resume is kind of weird. Like his resume looks like a guy that wouldn't, because he's been at Tennessee. Well, he took some. He took. He took some big swings in a back. Like, but Tennessee, he, he took some money jobs. Derek Dooley gave him a bunch of money. Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin, won there. USC did not go a well. A lot of there. money didn't work. Didn't did not work. go well there. And I think that's an example of like it's probably not his style. <clears throat> he's uh, he's not. You talk to him. He's not a USC. He doesn't. That's not his style. Cal makes sense. You dub would make sense. What I what I think happens is he's a he's a Chris Peterson guy. USC is not Chris Peterson style. No, but Sark was so had had the cash to go get big time guys. I think you just like if well he was he with them at program, Washington. They were together, so he knew him. He just went with them. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. He got a huge pay raise. I give Sark credit for being all over Justin Wilcox, right? A lot of people have been on him. Paul Christ was on him. Yeah, he's a good coach. So I'm on him. Yeah. Literally, I was going to hop on him and ride him to about $8,000 <laughs> until the season got canceled. Uh, one other. I just don't. I just. Part of it, I still kind of believe in it. I just don't want to have like $300 sitting in an area that ultimately gets bounced back <laughs> to know. me just for no reason. The team it doesn't wins, even make plays sense. three games. Uh, yeah. Michigan, Indiana. Harbaugh could be uh, one and two if they lose to Indiana, who could be three and oh if they win this game. Do you think the guy scored against Penn State a couple weeks ago? 
Uh, no, but I was okay with it. Yeah. I thought the ball hit out of bounds before it hit the pylon. But but it did break the plane before it hit the pylon. You could argue that would be the argument. So Yeah. I, I give I give Indiana credit for just going for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Cool. They did a couple other things in that game that I remember thinking. I don't remember exactly what they were. I just remember thinking, like, oh, maybe Tom Allen. Maybe they got like a really good coach. I don't really know much well, you about know who him. Fresno State, that, that guy liked Fresno State's coach because he was the OC there for that guy, right? Kalen DeBoer. Where did Tom Allen come from? That's his, that's his name. Well, hasn't right? Tom Allen been in Indiana for a couple years? Yeah, or but no? I'm just saying, like, what's his deal? What, where do you, what's well, his I don't background? know. I mean, probably just praying to win a little bit and then go get, like, the Texas job. <laughs> Isn't that what, To me, when I think Indiana, if you're going to win it like Indiana, what are you going to do? You're going to go right to a sweet job. You, you're just – you're looking to leave. You're he like, was God, the South – Oh, so he was the defensive coordinator at Indiana. Remember something weird happened to their coach. I remember. I can't quite vividly remember it, but something weird happened. Got fired mid-year for beating up a guy. Kevin but everyone Wilson. Thought he was a good coach. Yeah, something. But he's a good coach too. Everyone thinks Kevin Wilson's a good coach, but he's an asshole. I thought he like fought a good player. Uh. Kind of a Mike Leach moment. Maybe didn't throw him in a shed, but like <laughs> something weird happened, and then they elevated that guy. Yeah, you just watch his team. You're like, this isn't some joke program. No, it's a lot of college football talk. It it is, but this, it's a, it's a great it's just a great college football weekend. I maybe it's because the Pac twelve is back and now it feels like everybody's playing. But I just know this nine a.m. I can't wait to hear what Terry Bradshaw has. Terry Howie, you know, I forgot. It's like Howie played on this field as an L.A. Raider, the L.A. Coliseum. I did not you think know, that COVID was going to take Terry, out a premium. You know what Terry show. and Howie is? When we put you on salary for two and a half million dollars a year and we get no pinch, we ask you and you just have to say yes. And if I'm them, I'm like, they're there anyway because they're in LA for the, or are they Thursday night football? Where do they do that from? Because they're always outside. Oh, yeah, you're right. I've seen they're in LA. But you, you think they just stay from Thursday to Sunday? Well, they're there on Sunday anyway, so they stay there Saturday. Yeah, but I'm saying if they do it on Thursday night, you think they don't fly home Friday and come back Sunday? Oh, they might normally, but yeah, I'm I'm just saying like now it's an easy one to have them do it because they're got to be there Sunday anyway. Yeah, um, I bet Terry's kind of I bet they have some fun. Like they got Herm, they you know it's like they got NFL guys, but they don't know any of these players' names. Well, yeah, Not that, that matters. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, no one cares. So just what? Have just have some fun. Yeah, it's USC. It's Herm Edwards. How hard is that? You know? Yeah, it'll be fun. Um. I don't know. I think it'll be cool. 9 a.m. Pac-12 kickoff. I want to see what these teams look like at 9 a.m. Like, what do they look like? Me too. Pat Hill would have lived for this. Oh, my God, man. (laughs) Fuck yeah. All right. On that note, good night. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.